Hey all, this is Jessie. Hi, this is Helen. And we're Asian Bitches Down Under. Now, Helen and I just sighed <laughs> a huge sigh of relief. Um, it's not, not relief, just like exhaustion. Helen, you have had an, an, an incredibly busy 24 hours. Tell us about it. Not as busy as our director for the film festival, I think. I was just like a supplement assistant on the side. Okay, you're diminishing yourself. But for the listeners yeah, who don't sorry. know, Helen is a festival coordinator for the Taiwanese Film Festival, Taiwan Film Festival, that's happening now in Sydney, and that will be touring the rest of the country. Helen, how was it the opening night last night? It was amazing. Yeah, very crowded. I'm so happy that we've seen so well response from the Australian audience. Mm -hmm. Of course, Asian diasporas as well. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm not a very social person, as you know. So um, I get Helen, social anxiety. Helen had to force herself to smile through cocktail parties and cool Taiwanese people. But, but, and we all know that Taiwanese people are like painfully cool, you know? Yes, we are. I mean, yes, we're not one of them. Absolutely. Helen and I are not one of them. Helen, I think, is just like... Um, we're the outsiders. Yeah, I'm, I'm like the most awkward person ever. Uh, honestly, these days when I think about interacting with people who are not like my friends or family, even my friends sometimes, I have to like... I can feel the clog in my um, in my mind just ticking, ticking, like, what do I really? ask them? What do I ask them? What's next? What's next? Like, I get... You just want to get the conversation flow. Yeah, well, silence makes me deeply uncomfortable. Mm. I mean, I don't do well in a crowded social event, which reminds me what I want to talk about on our cultural consumption this week. Yeah. Um, I want to start off by saying that I started reading Hannah Gatsby's 10 Steps to the Net. Yeah. Um, so yeah, at the very... Yeah, so at the very beginning that she was talking about how she doesn't feel like she fits into those big social events in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. I think she opens up with a story about meeting Jennifer Aniston, right? I know. That it's was so hilarious. Good. It is so good. It just shows how... <sighs> I can't find a word, you know. Fake? when Yeah, so fake. And also when you get to a position of not so much of power but status in mm. a certain industry mm. how much power that you can wield around to manipulate people to think the way that you're supposed to perceive them so what do you mean the Just scenario yeah, yeah go ahead to some, yeah. set the Explain. scenario was that um hannah gatsby was at uh i don't know some sort of emmys um was it emmys yeah something like that yeah anyway, big so it was uh red carpet um, event. event and then she was just trying to observe with her kind of with her sort of autistic <laughs> traits that she was looking at something mm. and then she was tapped 
on her shoulder by a woman saying that、um, Jennifer Aniston would like to meet you, mm, mm. and she was thinking, "Oh, okay, it's it's fine, you know. I,、mm. it, it's a bit strange that if someone wants to meet me, they don't、mm. come over to me. Yeah, they get they get someone to." Demand me to go over to them. <laughs> That's such a power move, man. Gross. Yeah. And when she met Jennifer Aniston,、uh, Jennifer Aniston just told her that, "Oh, I've heard that you're famous, something like that, and I have to see your show, but I haven't seen your show yet." Yeah, and also,、um, and she said, "I'm gonna、Nick. love it." Yeah, yeah I'm just gonna love just it. Presumably saying that I'm gonna love it. It's so disingenuous. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but I guess that's how. It is in that kind of scenarios. You just have to put on the face. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I can totally understand where she's coming from. You know, it's that little little awkwardness, and especially、um, events like last night when you have bureaucrats and government official representatives. Yeah. It's hard to relax. Yeah. Exactly. And it's always a little bit chaotic when there's a lot of people, and you're not、yeah. like it's my first time. Yeah, was, I feel like there was a lot of people. Yeah, I would、Before、say me, ten people. Ah, a lot of people. Yeah,、so. yeah. I mean, there were definitely more than ten people. Although I,、yeah. part, I, I didn't go because I was at another event, which I'll tell you listeners about in a sec.、Mm-hmm. Um, but、uh, I do remember to going to past opening nights、um, for the Taiwan Film Festival, and they were really crowded. They were really crowded. They were very noisy. It was like、um, a venue inside、uh, Event Cinema George Cinema Events George、yes. Cinema. Get that right, Jesse.、Um, and、um, it's it's just.、Uh, I mean, I personally just hate parties because of the noise. I'd say. I mean, there are a, a number of reasons I don't like parties, but most of the time,、um, when you're at a party, there's really loud music. That is like kind of like a requisite that you can't avoid. And like I just I hate loud music, especially when I'm trying to have a conversation, right?、Um, yeah, it's very. And、hard. ultimately, my idea of a good time is to just have a really quiet one-on-one with someone, and I have、mm. like deep and meaningful with someone.、Um, I hate small talk, but like the idea of、uh, I mean, essentially, a party is you know music and a lot of shit small talk, right? <laughs>、um, you can't engage with anyone for a long period of time about anything deep and meaningful. Um, so I'm pretty much a snob about um, against um, parties, but you know, and also liquor. I just I don't I don't drink, so it's、mm-hmm. just like being surrounded by liquor and loud music is a recipe for me that is like for me it's like hell. I'd rather just like do anything else but go to a party,、um, and also like you have to look good, and I hate looking good. It takes effort and time、yeah, to do that. I mean, I I hung、yeah. out with Helen a few hours before the opening. Um, night party celebrations and、um, yeah, Helen was getting ready get at the hotel and yeah, I, I'm I'm with you, Helen. Seriously, I am so with you. I freaking hate putting on makeup. I hate dressing up. Like、um, I am the most like unwoman woman. I hate dressing up. <laughs> I can't be bothered dressing up. Like it's just it's for me. It's not fun. It's like tedious. Yeah, yes, yeah. That's the、it's、word、so、I was trying to、tedious. find. Tedious.、Ugh. Yeah. That's why we're like kind of all all the time we're like slob, which is what、oh, it's like. I just, I mean. Yeah, I just want to be my PJs all day. That's why I want. That's、do. why you know after two years of online screening for Taiwan Film Festival,、yeah. which is kind of my safe place because I can do everything online. Yeah, and even with the Zoom, I just kind of have to put on light makeup and I don't know put a nicer、oh, okay. shirt, and I still、yeah. can. Have my bottom half in my pajama、yeah. pants or something like that, and now people see me face to face. It's really going out of my comfort zone, so I just、yeah. have to readjust myself for it. And again, I have to mention that 
this event will happen again tomorrow. Um, but I think tomorrow would be slightly more relaxed for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll be hosting the Saturday Industry Circle event, mm. where, as in, it's a panel discussion. I don't really have to engage with people that I don't really know in mm. the party scenario. So it's pretty much prepared and um, well organized. That's good. Um, yeah. I need something that's organized, but. Not in a very chaotic situation. Yeah, yeah. How generally how it was last night? Like, did you enjoy talking to people? Yeah, I enjoy talking to people. Nevertheless, you know, I I mean, getting know getting to know new people is fun. It's it's fun, but mm. um, sometimes you just come across with people that just you can't really engage a conversation. Yeah. But other times, it's nice to um, find your own kind of people. Like yeah. if you mention something and immediately they'll respond with saying that, oh yeah, I've read that or I've seen that yeah, no, or, yeah, yeah. or I relief. agree with you that I don't like that piece of work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so that's nice. Um, and the movie? Did you enjoy the movie? I mean, you've seen the movie. The I've seen the movie, film, yeah. so I didn't set through the whole screening. Um, we were out at a restaurant with the crew from Taiwan. So we kind of run through what we're going to do for the Q&A session. So we were outside of the cinema and I believe the crew have watched, has watched the oh, movie 500,000 times. Yeah. So they don't well, want funny to story. through it. Yeah. Um, can, I review, can, I, can I tell listeners about that funny story yesterday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I took um, Luke, uh, Helen's son out for his birthday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's a teenager now. He's almost graduated from high school, but um, I adore him. And so we went to a fancy restaurant. I won't say which one. But it's like a restaurant I would never personally go to because um, I don't believe in spending like more than $25 on lunch. You know, even 25 is a bit ridiculous, but this was like tenfold $25. But, you know, it's, you know, his birthday. I just thought, why not? And so it was like a harbour view. It was nice. Um, and um, naturally, whenever I go and step inside a very fancy, i.e. white place, I always kind of like... <laughs> glazed uh, yeah gla- like i'm like furiously looking around like my eyes bulging for like another poc person to lock eyes with and you yes. know you know kind of like cringe and say haha look at us we're the only non-white people here <laughs> um and fortuitously that day um you know this is like hours before the Taiwan film festival opening night mm. um i saw a table a few tables from us who were asians and they were like hipster asians so i was like uh, uh, hipster Asians with like a cool beanie and you know uh, a really pretty girl with a blunt fringe and I kind of like um only locked eyes with them towards the end of our lunch uh-huh. and then kind of just and then when I'm, we walked past them I didn't notice that they spoke Mandarin but you know it's not a big deal because you know there are so many rich Asians uh, rich Chinese people or oh, I thought they were Chinese around um, Sydney around, area yeah, exactly. especially if it's a tourism yeah, exactly. Place. It's a very iconic yeah. tourist place. And uh, and then, like, later, Helen um, asked me, you know, where did we go <laughs> lunching? And I told her, and then she, she took a screenshot of the, the director, the director. <laughs> of that of the evening's big film, the opening night of the Taiwan Film Festival. They were the ones. And then the actress also was the one I locked eyes with. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, so uh, imagine, it, it would have been funny if I actually attended the um, events of that night and then say, hey, yeah, we were the... We only saw two you Asians, at lunch. Yeah, at this white institution. <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. 
Um, you know, I actually mentioned it to the director. Yeah, uh, say. during the dinner, I said that. Oh, did you went to this restaurant for、mm-hmm. lunch? And he he said that. Oh yeah, we did. Did you went there for lunch as well? I said, Oh no, my Jess, my my Jessie, my sister, they were there at lunch, and she told me that they saw a group of Asians, and、mm-hmm. there was a there was a there was a girl that's really hot, and、mm-hmm. <laughs> he what did he say? No, I. I say that. Oh, my sister mentioned that there's a girl with fringe that is really hot,、uh-huh. and he immediately said he he's a he's sort of the director that he's always been. He you can perceive his coolness for the five first five minutes, and he start making jokes. Yeah. To kind of relax with you,、uh-huh. and then he by then when I mentioned the girl with the fringe, and then he reply、uh, with a gesture touching his hair. Are you sure it's not me? <laughs> like that. I love that. Are you sure that he didn't do me? So yeah. yeah, that was really cute. Yeah, that's yeah. really cute. But but also no, dude, I was not looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> You're not hot like the other women. <clears throat> yeah, it was great.、Yeah. Um, I I went to the opening night of a, a play called The One, which is showing at the Ensemble Theatre. Oh、um, yeah, nice. Very, very the, yeah. yeah, I saw it on Facebook. It's like、oh, over、yeah. the place on my Facebook. I、oh, think it's right, just、yeah. the algorithm. Well, I've never been to、um, Facebook's listening. I've never been to the Ensemble Theatre. I've been to every、mm. other theatre, I believe, in Sydney, but the Ensemble because um, it's it's, it's across the on the other <coughs> side. Of well, I have to say that's the only, not the only reason, but yeah, that's a big, pretty big reason because you know who、uh-huh. would ever choose to go across the bridge other than to see <laughs> family, or if they were like, you know, under duress. But yeah, so the Ensemble Theatre is、uh, in Kirribilli,、um, and years ago when I lived around that area, I I wanted to check it out. But、uh, I have to say, blunt, be straight, and say the only reason I didn't go was because of the price. It's very expensive. Like I think the tickets are around eighty five to a hundred dollars standard wow. tickets. Wow. Okay, yeah, like even、so really、more expensive than, than Sydney Theatre. Yeah, STC. Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I, I wonder、um, why. I I really don't、because、know either. Because of location. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, apparently the view is great. I mean, it was okay. You just see, like, I mean, I, I, by the evening you just see, uh, you just see black outside the window and a few dots. But this、lights. is at Milson's place, isn't it? Milson's Point, yeah. Oh, Milson's Point, yeah. Technically, Kirribilli, but yeah, it's basically where the yacht club is. Uh huh. I.e. White. Yeah, so a bunch of white people,、um, and you know, typical theatre crowd.、Uh, more Asians than usual, obviously, because it's a you know、um, central story. Yeah, well, it's a story yeah. around、um, mixed race kids,、mm-hmm. first my my first generation migrant kids who are in their thirties,、mm-hmm. um, and、um, they're supposed to be mixed. So the story, basically, to sum it up, is just about、um, a sibling,、um, a, a brother and a son whose father's white and their mother's. Malaysian Chinese,、mm-hmm. and、um, the story is about them preparing for their mother coming back to celebrate her birthday, a big birthday. That's it, you know. Really, essentially, it's just a a story about a family, family, know, family、yeah. story. Yeah, and matriarch.、Mm-hmm. It's really like pretty chill. It's a comedy. It was really funny. I think the second, like, I have a lot to say about it, and I'm writing a review on it, so I won't go too deep about it. But yeah, how the, was the acting? Well, the acting was fine. I mean, one of the actors,、um, I feel like overacted. She was a bit too、mm. like. Out there,、um, but I just found it like、um, hard to suspend my belief and convince myself that they were related because the、um, the the male the female lead her name's Mel she's clearly half white, whereas the male lead he's clearly just like like、um, he's not got no other ethnicity other than Asian like he's clearly Asian、oh, and and like I、okay. guess to a white audience you know I mean the one of the central、uh, sort of like conceptual. 
threads of the story is that the younger brother Eric are they supposed to be he, are they full he, blood siblings or are they yeah they they yeah but they have okay. the same parents yeah but okay. the um one of the th- threads of the narrative is that he, she could pass as white whereas he couldn't so you know how like okay. um I, I know that people <clears throat> say that you know when with mis- mixed race kids some kids um are able to pass more They're white and white some passing. are more Asian you know yeah yeah I, I get it I really get it but I mean I have nephews and nieces who are half Asian and half white you know I I can yeah. see that however um um it was just clearly not the case as in like he was clearly a hundred percent Asian ethnicity and okay. she was clearly fifty fifty. Or like mm-hmm. just like uh, a lot of it. She or even had a, very very white past. Yeah, exactly. Like mm. fem, just like um, aesthetically looking at their faces, it was hard for me to suspend that belief. That's that's probably the only criticism I had. That's a minor criticism, I'd say. Uh, generally, overall, it was a lot of fun. Um, a, a fun fact: the one of the major, ca- uh, one of the minor characters, her name is Jess. She's the waiter at the. So basically, this uh, whole story revolves around a Chinese restaurant, mm-hmm. um, who's also slash a milk bar. And you know, already when I stepped inside the theater and saw the, the- saw the theater set uh, and the setting and the yeah. yeah, they were like um, there was it was set in a Chinese restaurant. There were a lot of Chinese iconographies, like there was the mm-hmm. shrine on the wall, there was yeah. the um, sort of like Chinese iconographies, like um, paper cranes on the walls, and uh, uh-huh. and Just like very Oriental, ethnic. yeah. Uh, it's it's almost like a, a white audience is only able to um, find Asian stories palatable through um, mediated through like a, um, the visual the visual is mediated through like Chinese food like it's always just like uh. Chinese. Like so many Asian stories are set around like chi- around revolves around Chinese story. Uh, sorry, yeah. Uh, restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm blabbering on <clears throat> and not being articulate, but you kind of get what I mean. What was I going to say? I've lost my train of thought. But uh, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about this play, but uh, which I'm still trying to come to terms with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I'm I'm better. I'll be in a better position to write it down clearly than to like blabber and like uh, torture <laughs> our listeners with my scattered thoughts about um, Asian stories on the theatre play stage in Australia. I mean, it, yeah, it's I have a lot of thoughts about that. But, you know, um, go and see it if you have um, disposable income. <laughs> um, I, I reckon, um, well, I read today's SMH review um, mm-hmm. and the theatre critics um, at SMH are white. Um, just like all well, most of the other most of the other yeah. critics, yeah. Um, and they wanna um, I don't because the by the the byline they don't actually say who reviewed it. It's either John Sh- someone or this other woman, a white woman. Um, okay. And and but but they gave it but they gave it two and a half stars, which I thought was a bit tough. Yeah, I I would have given two and it a more half than stars two and a half out stars. of five. You yeah, know. yeah, I would have given it more okay. than two and a half stars. So, but okay. anyway, um. Yeah, so if you if you if you are around in Sydney, go check it out. Um, highly, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. We we cracked up a lot. So you know, okay. at the end of the day, what's nice. theatre for? Um, a lot of things. Yes, it's political, but um, but at the end You're of the there day, to relax it, you want to yeah yeah exactly. You want to have fun exactly. Um, okay. Yeah, so that's my first. Like that's what Helen and I have done in the last twenty four hours. Um, let's uh, take a step back and talk about films and books. Helen, do you want to start? Yes. Um, I want to go back and revisit Delhi with Destiny by Tomi Obaro. I I briefly mentioned it about two weeks ago when I started reading it. And I finished it this week. 
So basically, the um, Nigerian writer depicts the story of three Nigerian women they encounter at university, and then their different choices leading to their different oh, yes. lives um, outcomes. Uh, you know, you read about we read about their falling in love. There's a scene about abortion. There's also parent and child relationship.、Um, a couple of subtle、uh, racial challenges manifested throughout the little side stories、mm-hmm. um, because. the The whole novel is basically set most of the time in Nigeria, around the big city Lagos, and also little towns around in、cool. uh, where their lives were.、Um, but one of the character married a white American, and this little subtle <laughs> racism that、mm. exhibit from his family. But the writer doesn't really go in detail. She just plainly.、Um, Presented as it is, for example, that her husband's family exoticized like American,、uh, sorry, African landscapes, and、mm. the husband's mom adores the movie Out of Africa and assume all the countries in Africa、like、are the same. Yeah, but she dislikes like- living in the Afro-American of neighborhood. Of course, <laughs> it's so typical. Oh, and God! There's also a scene towards the very end of the movie where the um. Kind of like the post-wedding、um, scenario. The two friends were sitting at the lobby, exhausted after the wedding of their friend's daughter,、uh, of the their friend's daughter's wedding.、Mm-hmm. And there's a wo- white woman came up to them and saying that, "Oh, you're so beautiful. You're dressed in like traditional African outfits. Can I take a photo with you?" And they politely declined,、mm-hmm. saying that, "Oh no, we're really tired. We're not in the mood for photo."、Mm-hmm. And the two friends joked and. Saying that only white people does that. Can you imagine that if a black woman does that to a to white ladies? I'm sure that the white woman will call the police. Oh,、yeah. you know, if it's if it's a reverse yeah、um, situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So、um, it's a fun book to read. Yeah, I, I think、um, at the I love that you one, read so widely, Helen. Oh, it's a book that you gave me.、Oh, I don't、really? know if you read it or not, but、um, oh, okay. it says it's a must read for twenty twenty two. The cover is、um, just blue.、Um, it's a great cover. It's a、I、great love, cover. Yeah, yeah, and I love, I love this quote、so、as well. Yeah, yeah. The, the quote in one of the quote he says、um, because one of the character moves to New York to be with his with her writer white husband. Wow.、Um, she、Jealous. says that in New York the oranges were big and round, so healthy looking, and yet when you bite into a wedge, the flavor did not explode across the tongue, the way it was supposed to be. So、mm. I guess it kind of symbolizes how、um, people were idolized. Um, cities, big cities like New York. Yeah. But when you truly immerse into the surrounding,、uh, the actual life in the big city, it's, it's not always fun. Yeah, of yeah. course. I mean, that is、yeah. literally you know life, real life, right?、Um, mm. Fantasy is not real. Mm. Mm. And you know the best cities to live in are the most dull, as in like <laughs> they're they're the most like are they're the most. Ineligible for interesting stories, I guess. You know, like nobody writes a story about Canberra. Who, wants, who, who bases <laughs> stories in Canberra or Townsville or Hobart?、Yeah. Just everything is so nice there and boring, and you know nothing happens. Like Sydney, also Sydney stories. Yes, Melbourne, I、know. think Sydney is one of the city. I was walking through. 
Sydney CBD um, this morning to get my breakfast. I was just trying to observe oh my little details. It, I hate but, the CBD so much. It's gross. I, I, I would like to write something about Sydney, but about you, you need to really... Yeah, I think so. How superficial, but also there's little things that you you have to just sit through and write it very elaborately to observe individuals, the differences. I think it's definitely more diverse in the past 10 years. And yeah. Probably just have to take time to just sit there for an afternoon to see it. But I think Sydney has become more interesting. Oh, yeah. I you know, like. um, did you listen to um, the Pilot Club, this week's Pilot Club? Yeah, I did. Yeah, Is that why you say that? It. Because, like, they did mention... Oh, the, no, I didn't. Oh, okay. Because, oh, um, they did mention one of the um, shows yeah, that's the based around Sydney. Yeah, Parramatta. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which I haven't seen. But um, Billy espouses this beautiful take on how Sydney has now become more interesting again. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and a lot of they were so kind of saying riffing off how Melbourne has typically been the place where Australian drama has been set. Mm. Um, yeah, and uh, and you know things are changing, but uh, who knows? I mean, yeah, I, I guess I could talk for like t- t- five hours about how much <laughs> I hate Sydney CBD just because you know I hate corporate the corporate world um, and everything it stands for. Um, but uh, but I'm going to move on to my book of the week. Uh, it is by Elaine Xiaochu, uh, who is a Taiwanese-American writer. Yes. Ooh, Taiwanese! Um, and Highly her book, anticipated. I know, so, so anticipated. Her book is called Disorientation and it's pu- published by Picador. It's out this month and I am friggin' ribbing into it. Uh, I started last night and I'm already 100 pages in. Nice. Um, actually, yesterday, not last night, yeah. And um, <laughs> it's uh, it's great. It's about uh, a woman who's 29 and she. it's a story based in Massachusetts. It's a story mm-hmm. about academia. She's kind of trying to finish her dissertation. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it, uh, it's a very, there's a lot of antics going on. Like, it's a very funny book. I think you'll like mm-hmm. it, Helen, because yes, I feel nice. like often what I give you to read is, like, heavy feminist yeah, depressing yeah. fucking shit yeah um but uh this one's just so funny it's very very comic oh, and light-hearted nice. um she has a really great voice it's told in third person which i usually don't read i usually read first person narration okay novels uh this is told third person um and it's about lane kind of coming to terms with the limits of academia and so she's like uh she's working as a sort of a PhD student focusing on dis- uh, focusing on um, a very famous Chinese American literature. Poet. Yeah, yeah. She, her background is comparative literature. Mm. Like I'm still only a hundred pages in, but it's like just really great fun read. Like it, it's such a page turner. Does she talk about a lot of literature focus um, things, or do, does she? depicts the life around yeah, that character def- definitely more than ladder like she very sharply because she herself is basically like in from that world she mm. like did a phd and um studied comparative literature you know and studied mm. creative writing so she's a very much of that world but um the book is delivers such a sharp insight into the world of academia and like kind of how insulated it is and how often the people who have tenure and uh the kind of heads of departments, uh, even in Asian culture, cultural studies and departments are white people uh-huh. and how like white people <laughs> at the end of the, uh, at the end of the day are the cultural mediators set the scene for what we the study. Authority. The, yeah, exactly. Authority on everything, basically. Authority on everything. 
Um, yeah, so that is my book recommendation of the week. It reminds me of The Chair by with oh, Sandra Oh. You don't have to Does say. It? Is it is the second season out? Because I loved the first season. Yeah, I don't know I if the first season. I don't know if the season I don't know if was, they're going to continue. Yeah, renew the it. Yeah, season. I don't know if they. Uh, which is a shame because bloody hell, it's that such series a is so show. good. I it is that. absolutely brilliant. I still can't <laughs> get over the, the that scene between the young. With a mediator, was it? Yeah, so she was like the um the person kind of. The student body administrator for yeah, um, administrator mediator for, for what, the what was department. that? Um, what was that? Um, article legal nine? legal yeah, term some, for yeah. yeah for discrimination that the older <laughs> yeah. um older academic the white uh-huh. female who yeah. I forgot um, uh-huh. her name maybe Jean I remember that name. scene yeah. yeah that scene is absolutely just the best scene ever I'd, I'd say <laughs> I want to go back and watch it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that is our book uh, for this week. Um, I have a lot of, I have like five movies that I want to oh run through. Goodness, really? So, um, do you want to start, Helen? Just really quickly, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so this week I continue to watch Murders in the Building. Uh, oh yeah. So I, I Me won't too. go into detail about it because we both know how brilliant this show is. Oh. It's got nothing to do with Asians except for that. Towards the second season, we see an Asian um, character, Nina Lin. Um, oh yeah, the one who replaces Bunny. That actually, yeah, she's the, a bit more. She's the um, <laughs> bit the, more involved. The soup Nazi figure. The administrative, she's like the, she becomes the, what? what's the role? The head um, of the, the... The head of the board for the... Board chair for the yeah, building? Yeah, the chair for the building, um, like a strata for us yeah. Australians is like strata management. Yeah, strata manager, yeah, exactly. something yeah, like I, that. I, you know, I kind of rolled my eyes when they picked a, a sort of like corporate looking alpha woman Asian. Mm. Um, because I'm it's like, so oh, typical. it's so typical of uh, white people yeah. to put us in that position. And like hypersexualized as well. Like I know. Remember There's that scene? scene. Oh, I yeah. really hated that. I was just like, of course they're so gonna. Stupid. She's, she's already so like typical. fucking heavily pregnant, and uh-huh. they just have to fucking have to hypersexualize her, her yeah. by like having her like crave sex with her husband. Mm. Can we just get like? And obviously, this is someone who I know. I'm fully aware that I, um, in the past, have written too much. I think about sex and focus too much <laughs> on sex. I think people who talk about sex are probably people who don't. I'm not saying I didn't get a lot of sex, but I'm like, I don't know. I came to sex very late. Like, I lost my virginity quite late. So, you know, <laughs> maybe that's just like, you know, it takes years to get over. need a release. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the, the, the actress who plays Nina Lin, I think her name is Christine Lo. Ko. Christine Ko. K-O. And she's Taiwanese. She kind of looks like yeah, um, she's Constance Yeah, she's in something Wu. else. Oh, well, she's in um, sure. one of my favourite movies by Alice Wu. It's called Saving Face from like ah, two right. or three decades ago. Yeah, it's yeah. a lesbian love story. Uh-huh. It's great. Between two Asian women. So good. Gosh, so good, Asian yeah. woman doesn't age. Um, yeah, no, she does we not don't age. age. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like Helen said, um, only murders in the building. Now, it has nothing to do with Asian representation, but it's a great like it's just such a great it's a show. great story um, I love yeah, Tina Fey's character <laughs> um, Cindy Canning yeah. <laughs> and I love her assistant um, I forget her name but uh, she's great Poppy or something Poppy, like yeah, was Poppy. Poppy? Yeah. yeah she's trying to it's almost to... like a, um, uh, you get the vibe from that Emily Blunt's character in oh, Devil, Devil Wears Prada, Prada. <laughs> right yeah <laughs> The assistant who's trying to make um, claw for more claw for more power. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's from me. What about you? Um, I, okay, shows-wise, um, you know I don't, I'm not a big show gal. Mm-hmm. Like, give me any, uh, give me a story wrapped up in 90 minutes, please, and I'm a happy bunny. I don't like extended, you know, storylines. I don't have the time. No, just kidding. Um, so uh, my favorite, so I, I uh, made my way back to the cinemas this week mm-hmm. very happily. Uh, it's been a while, but uh, we went to see Where the Crawdads Sing. Oh, you went to see it. I went to see it. This yeah. is such a controversial. I know. Piece. Yeah. So um, I, I we were just talking about it at the beginning of the week or last yeah. week. I can't remember. We we're yeah. just texting back and forth about. Yeah. Should we go and see it or not? Yeah. Or, yeah. I know. Um, well, when we went to see it, I went to a regional cinema because I always try and do that when I have the chance. Um, mm. uh, because you know I I want to open a cinema one day myself. Um, you want to open everything, a bookshop, cafe, oh, and cinema. Oh, yeah, maybe just a cinema for now, yeah. Um, but uh, there were, like, book um, a bunch of, like, middle-aged white women who were, like, clearly from book clubs. Oh, my like, goodness. Like, a book club meeting, you know. Because, you know, Where the Crawdads Sing um, sold... It's based on a book. ...trillions of copies, yeah. Uh, and it's problematic now, yeah, because Delia Owens, the author, is wanted in, you know, questioning um, regarding... A murder. A murder in somewhere in Africa? I should be more across this thing. Um, uh, but, yeah, the movie was, like, How was bad. It? I mean, like, uh, yeah, uh, it's not It's not good. It's not a good, it's not a, it's not a terrible movie. Although so some you think say the that. adaptation but, was bad, but the book was okay? Um, what do you think? The book is a book about, you know, the book is a, the book, uh, all I have to say about the book is that um, it's written by, clearly written by a white person, uh, clearly depicts a world through with the white lens. I think that's mm-hmm. all I'll say. Um, yeah. And, you know, the, 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 I was kind of, like, um, disappointed in the acting, um, not from Daisy Edgar-Jones. I thought she, like, she's the um, actress who played um, the main character in Lo- uh, Normal People. I think she does a good job of playing the loner. Like, she's obviously very beautiful, but there's something awkward about her that, like, she fits into the awkward... Um, Nigel white female character really well like something about her that's just like not elegant and even okay. though she's beautiful she's absolutely stunning you know but there's something about her that you know fits this character um, very well uh, and the two male leads I mean at the end of the day it's a story about a love triangle <sighs> you know look at my face yeah, exactly we're like rolling <laughs> our eyes um, and I was disappointed are those that two white males are like very tall. similar looking again oh yeah they're exactly the same <laughs> They're exactly the same. They always do that. Is like, there a term in English that you can't identify or distinguish? Because there's a term in Chinese we call it liemang, uh, which means that um, face blindness, as in you can't distinguish. Oh yeah, I'm sure there's a condition. I'm sure yeah. there's a condition like that. Yeah. I can't, sometimes I just can't distinguish two white males. Even oh yeah. Look so similar. Yeah, yeah. No. Um. Yeah. The two um, male characters in this movie, they. Uh, they're very similar, like bland faces. Unfortunately, they're not very good looking. I was very disappointed by that. Like at least, at the least, give us a good looking people, you know. But they were just ugh, ugh. Yeah. It just has been the luxest now. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, um, from one blah movie to like an excellent one. Mm-hmm. I don't know why people are shitting on Persuasion on Netflix. Uh, Dakota Fanning. Oh, sorry, Dakota uh-huh. Johnson. I don't know. 
I don't get it. I, 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 I get it. it. I get it. But I've also, I've seen a lot of comments about it. Yeah, but I haven't. It's so good. It. I freaking loved it. What the hell? Uh-huh. It's the best. I've seen the 1997 Sally Hawkins version. Okay, guys, and um, all those people who are like, ah, my Wentworth is like this, and then they take a screenshot of that guy who played Wentworth back in 1997. Uh, my, uh, excuse me, this current Wentworth is way hotter. So basically, Wentworth is so it's the, a modernized. It's been modernized, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I loved it. I, I think Persuasion's a great. It's a really beautiful story. It doesn't have as much narrative thrust as the other Austen books, but. Um, I, I friggin' enjoyed this. And people, you know, people said this was, like, um, very flea-baggy, you know, like Dakota Johnson mm. looks at the camera, yeah. blah, 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 talks to the camera. I would like to say, hey, it's great, and I'm going to be uh, someone who pushes back on all those bad reviews. I loved it. I cry- I, I found myself tearing up in the first Aww. 10 seconds because really? it was just so beautiful. Like, the opening shot is mm. so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Helen, you have to watch it. Oh, I've like got so s- much seen. I had. To, I've got so many movies and TV yeah, on my a list. Lot of yeah. back, back things to back logging <laughs> to, to watch. carry on. Yeah, um, from from a bad film to a good film to a uh, to a Netflix uh, bomb. Bomb yeah. is the Grey Man, which you know everyone oh, yeah. is probably Ryan Gosling. Yeah, and uh, Ryan Gosling and uh, uh, what's his name, Chris Evans, who's just like the most bland. This is the one with um, the moustache, the character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he has no... a couple of friends talking about it. He has no um, variety, Chris Chris Evans, unfortunately. He's just kind of bland and good-looking. I'd say the same thing about... Typecaster, isn't yeah. it, I think, yeah, because of his Captain face. America status. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I, feel, I feel like even though Brian Gosling is, like, very good looking. I uh, he didn't do it anything for me in this movie. Like mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed this movie a lot. Like I love action movies, so I had yeah. a lot of fun watching it. But the movie itself is um, S H I T. Yeah, um, and I say that unapologetically. Uh, actually, yesterday when I was um, walking through Market Street after I yep. saw you, um, I saw there's like a Rolex or a big, very, very big kind of watch store. And yeah, like they were the selling, corner. did you see that? Yeah, like yeah, the grey man. Yeah. They were like Ryan Gosling oh, with these ridiculous pictures of okay, him. Okay, so there's like modeling. a collaboration. Yeah, the yeah, movie. modeling the, yeah, it's like the, the watch Bond. that he, yeah. yeah, exactly, the watch that he wears in the movie. Um, and Ryan Gosling just looks like ridiculous. I well, think when his they put hair it is put in Put onto advertisement, it's always like. He looks oh, very silly. Being capitalized, you know. When a piece of art, like a movie, being capitalized, you're like. Yeah. Juice it, juice I don't know it, how you know. to. Yeah, I don't know how yeah. to. Yeah. Well, that. I'm gonna end on a great note. Um, one of the best movies I've seen in a long time, uh, Fire Island. Oh yes. Joel Kim Booster and uh, Bowen Yang. Uh, thanks, Billy, for Billy from the Pilot Club for that recommendation. Um, it's showing on Disney Disney Plus, Disney and Plus, I really yeah. want all you guys, to, if you haven't already, to go check it out because um, it is so much better than you think. Like, I kind of it's went very, into I it. I think it's very fun. I saw the trailer as well. Yeah, I went, so basically it's a, a, uh, it's a Pride and Prejudice take but modernised through the gay LGBTQI Asian male lens. lens. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's so good. I can't, like, I watched this movie um, on a Sunday when I watched, like, four other movies because I was um, in bed with laryngitis. <laughs> and it was, like, the most joyful three two hours of my life 
Did you like honestly, cry, laugh, cry, laugh? It's yeah, <laughs> it's freaking awesome. I love this movie so much. I should write a piece about how much I love it, but I feel like uh, you I'm should. Not, I don't think a... it's getting the its own publicity that much in I, Australia. I don't see a lot of people talking about it, which is a bit sad. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, um, I but like I, I feel like um people don't people it. in Australia don't really know about Bo, Bo and Yang, and uh, no, Jockey they Booster. don't. Yeah. And because you know, if it's at the, at the at the end of the day, I feel like the Australian media is still very biased on what they want to what they want to promote, and mm. anything that's my in the minority category, you really don't get the exposure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is like Asian, and then and gay, oh, and gay, and again, also based you know, in America. Yeah, yeah, so there's layers and problems. Oh, it's such a great <laughs> film. I, I, um, Margaret Cho is in it. Um, yeah, I love as Margaret the, Cho. Probably the only female character in there. Um, <laughs> but um, but it's I, I don't know where to start. Um, so I probably just won't because I will just go on forever. But it's just it's so <laughs> full of love and mm-hmm. and like warmth, like friendship nice. between um, Bo and Yang's character and. Um, Joel Kim Booster. It's and and the guy who plays like the character of Mr. Darcy, his name's Will in the movie. Classic like so so Classic. great. That that actor I had never seen before. I believe he's like half white, half Asian. Um okay. and he's not like typically good looking. So I really like that. Um, I really like that he wasn't contradicted yourself. Well like oh, no, how when do you it, judge a person who's good looking? Yeah. By Jesse's standard, it's really hard to judge. <laughs> um, yeah, and anyway, I had never recognised him, but then um, mm. I n- had never seen his face. But l- this week, I kind of dipped into How to Get Away with Murder, um, which is a very popular series, and I never got into it. And I saw a few episodes this week, and he's actually in it. He plays okay. one of the one of very minor, minor characters in there. Mm. Um but yeah, uh, so Fire those... Island could be his breakthrough, hopefully, so you'll be able to see him more. Well, I don't know, yeah, 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 definitely. But uh, yeah, those are those were the things that we consumed this week, listeners. Helen, anything? Any other thoughts? No, that's it from me for this week. Yeah, about our cultural consumption. Um, so let's take a break, and when we come back, uh, we want to briefly talk about diversity in Parliament in Australia, of course. Okay, so we're back. Um, This week, the 47th Parliament of Australia began um, with a couple of, a handful of first speeches. They used to be called maiden speeches until people changed that name because it was, you know, archaic. Um, And, you know, we had a record number of um, Asian women Mm -hmm. elected back in May in the Australian election. So Australian federal election happened in May. Uh, We had, like, a bunch of awesome people get elected, including Dai Lee. First Nation people Yeah, six or seven First Nations Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander uh, representatives now taking us to to Parliament. Um, uh, I covered Sally Situ's first speech. Nice. She is the member for Reed, um, and uh, she, her speech. I, I didn't know speeches went on for that long. I watched part of it. Yeah, but I'm um, so busy this week. But I watched part um, of it. Yeah, her speech kind of like um, went into her background 
uh, her parents, um, how they came to Australia. Um, She mentioned watching Neighbours and Home and Away growing up. Um, And I, uh, for like 10, half a second, I judged her bad tastes. (laughs) But that's the Um, only thing you can watch back in the 90s. Well, we didn't. We didn't torture ourselves with that shit because we had Well, we didn't because we just switched it off or we just changed to (laughs) SBS. We watched, uh, what did we watch? Um... No, we I watched Simpsons. We, yeah, we watched, <laughs> everything we watched was American. Yeah, yeah, yeah of we, we weren't very good patriotic consumers. Um, but we just we didn't feel like, sorry, I'm just jumping off the tangent here. Go, we just go. didn't feel like that we related to Home and Away know, or Neighbors at all. I know, they were all and like, I, can't, I can never follow the storyline because they were like fucking 3,000 episodes yeah, into exactly, their exactly. story. And never related to a yeah, exactly. cult followers. So yeah, of, exactly. Didn't want to yeah. watch it. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Um, my Earl Grey tea tastes like nail polish. Oh, like accidentally. Yeah, it's so weird. But anyway, um, so Sally talked about a lot of things. She quoted Bob Hawke. She talked about Australia's white policy, white well, Australian Australia policy. policy. Um, yeah. The eradicated by Bob Hawke. Um, it, it was, she was born in 1981 or two. I think she's yeah, similarly so she's aged to you, Helen. Yeah, me, yeah. Yeah, me. Um, but I, I have to say, I watched a little bit of the speech and I got very emotional for like half a second because I, I saw that there was a bunch of like white people were just looking at her while she was making a speech. And that for me is very emotional because it's like, it's just like a, you finally get your focus. Yeah, it's just like is an Asian woman kind of, it's something very powerful. Mm. seeing an Asian woman speaking in Parliament and, and for all these white people to be looking at her mm-hmm. um, feels quite monumental. I mean, um, that just as in, I guess, if I just talk about the purely um, visual aspect of that, I'm not, I don't worship politicians. Like, I'm not someone who is inspired by politicians. I don't, mm-hmm. uh, I like, you know, nothing about politics um, makes me kind of, dewy-eyed with mm-hmm. with um with admiration however just uh, um purely kind of the visuals of that that seeing that asian woman speaking in parliament and having everyone around her looking at her was quite emotional for me mm-hmm. i guess it's that because optics. They, i mean sorry yeah. the, the word i was looking for was optics the optics of it was very emotional for me yeah, I guess it's because uh, as Asian women, we don't really get the center of attention, yeah. especially in the power, in parliament, exactly. in the parliament, and where you're in kind of like a position of power, you get everyone's attention on you. Um, I mean, we we get Penny Wong, but you know, Penny Wong's been there for decades, so we need someone yeah. new really to come in. You know, it's. It's not like I'm saying Penny Wong is bad, but no, you know, no. if you're talking about diversity, you can't say that. Oh, I put an Asian woman and that's within you know yeah. thirty thousands of the rest politicians, and then you're saying diversity. That's not yeah, good exactly. enough. Exactly. Yeah, I like to also mention the Malaysian mm-hmm. born Mr. Uh, Sam Lin, who's yes. uh, a parliament member for Western Australia. Um, I was so like when I look through his bio. I think he's a person that could bring a lot of values in the politics and I just hope that politics doesn't want corrupt him because he came from such a like a different experience his his previous careers were very different to politics. He was a mm. former dolphin trainer and a policeman. Really? 
Really? Um, Wait, police. Then he speaks ten languages. Oh, um, that's just a that's just a flex. I'm sure he does. <laughs> I just thought that something different. You know, if you we we don't want to always see um, people from corporate and low graduates going to yes, politics yeah. because there will be the ones who are just going to benefit themselves. That's it. You know, just for a very narrowed group of people that's on the top of the pyramid. Um, yeah, people who are different will be nice, and I'm and looking forward to see what this group of so-called diversity or diversified. Yeah, I know. Um, hey, do you members, actually think yeah. one day we might have an Asian female prime minister? Do you think that's possible? Do you think like it um, is possible to have Sally Situ as the prime minister of Australia? I don't want to say no, but I don't want to say yes as well. Geopolit- I think at the moment. If you follow the trend of US, I'll say at least another hundred years. Mm. Yeah, I think Australia still has a long way to go to actually accept someone who's not white. Because、mm. after all, it's like a you know very still part of it is still very white supremacist. <laughs> Yeah. You still have Pauline Hanson walk out of the parliament、oh, when they're、God. saying the acknowledgement of country. God, let's not acknowledge that. And I don't want to give any attention to her, but、no. you still have that kind of people in the parliament. Yeah, it just shows how much that we still have to do. You know, there's still a lot of room for improvement. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It says that the parliament's diversity also includes the first federal cabinet with two members of Muslim faith. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, you know, this is the first. Again, you know, that's what I'm saying that we still have a long way to go.、Mm. So the minister for resources and industry Ed Husik and minister for early childhood education and youth is Anne Ali. I didn't know there's a minister for early childhood education now. There's a minister for everything. Yeah. Um. Anything else that you、no. want to cover? No, I just wanted to,、um, you know, this mostly this week. I just wanted to, you know,、uh, share our cultural exercise. That's, that's what I was mostly excited about, <laughs> to be honest. Okay,、um, so that's the end of our episode. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Google, and Apple, and give us a five star rating. If you'd like to support us, what we do here, at Asian bitches down under, head to our Buy Me Coffee page to make a donation for us to continue the intersectionality in the podcast industry. So that's it from us this week.、Uh, make make sure that you check out all the links on our show notes if you want to check up. Check out some of the films, movie,、uh, films, TV, from the Taiwan. Uh, the books, and also、um, I'll have a link on the Taiwan Film Festival. There is an industry circle event happening tomorrow. If you're free, come and say hi to us.、Um, if not, just follow us on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. So we'll yeah, chat thanks, to you next、guys. week. Take care. Bye.